Are you connected with other youth leaders around you? This is Student Ministry Connection, and in this Free Refills CrossPod episode, Wayne Morgan, Travis Deans, and I talk about why it's important to find a network, how we've been blessed by our networks, and how we originally got connected with National Network of Youth Ministries. Welcome to Student Ministry Connection, a podcast for those who serve in student ministry, want to connect, and desire to grow. My name is Steve Cullum, and I've served in student ministry since 1999, and I'm currently serving as a missionary with National Network of Youth Ministries, where I get to serve youth leaders, unite the church, and reach teenagers for Christ. As I said earlier, this episode is a bit different, as we're doing a cross-pod. I think the last time that we did one of these was for an Orange Conference recap. But in just a moment, you're going to hear an interview that I was part of over on episode 61 of NNYM's Free Refills podcast in August 2023. Guiding the interview is Wayne Morgan, the National Ministries Director for National Network of Youth Ministries. Wayne is a great leader, and I am thrilled that I get to work alongside him now at NNYM. And the other guy being interviewed is Travis Deans, who has been on Student Ministry Connection a couple of times serves as the Northeast Coordinator for NNYM, the founder of Nine Month Mission Trip, and another guy that I am thrilled to work alongside. Wayne, Travis, and I talk about why networking has been so important to us and how we initially got connected with NNYM. But before we jump into that interview, let's pause to thank the sponsor of this episode. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades has options to fit everyone with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you just need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just over $200. Looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides? That's just over $300. Or do you want an affordable, engaging video curriculum? G-Shades has you covered for just over $400. You will not find a youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere else. There are lots of great curriculum options out there, but G-Shades is set apart because of their focus on the gospel. Every lesson focuses so much on Jesus and how to see the world and life situations through that lens of the gospel. You can also learn more about the creator, Mike Haynes, on episodes 32, 55, and 93 of this podcast. So head over to gshades.org, that's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G, to download season five of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum. And be sure to use the promo code CONNECTION at checkout to save $20 off your order. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Thank you so much, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode. You can find the link to G-Shades in the podcast show notes. I also want to take a moment to talk to you about the Orange Conference. It's one of my favorite conferences that I go to each year. I've been going for years and years. The Orange Conference 2024 will be April 23rd through April 25th at the Gas South Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. This is a three-day in-person and online event for kids ministry, youth ministry, and next-gen ministry leaders. For three incredible days, we're going to be unpacking the truth about volunteer culture and what it takes to keep showing up real tools to engage real families even if they don't attend your church, how to get everybody who is at your church to be here for the next generation, and yes, we'll even talk about AI, chat GBT, and whatever comes next. Main sessions include powerful worship, inspiring moments, and brand new ideas. 
You'll hear from main stage speakers like Kristen Ivey, John Acuff, Reggie Joyner, Joseph Sojourner, Leslie Mack, John Williams, Chinway Williams, and so many more. And you'll also have the opportunity to choose from over 60 workshops on specific ministry ideas and concepts that you do not want to miss. So if you want to join me at Orange Conference 2024, I've got a code to help you save 10% off your tickets. Just use OC24NNYM10. Again, that's OC24NNYM, as in ministry, one zero, and you'll be able to save 10% off your Orange Conference tickets. You can find the link to register and the discount code in the podcast show notes. Hey guys, it is our privilege for this podcast to have Travis and Steve with us today. And it's been awesome to get to know you guys while you've been on staff. And we were wondering, what are some of the things that brought you to National Network? We're, we're always saying it's better together, but for our team, what were some of the reasons that you said, hey, I want to be a part of NNYM and what they're doing? And so I don't know which one of you guys, like I, Travis, I do believe you probably have the seniority in the room. So would you please honor us with uh, with how you were brought to NNYM. Yeah, sure. So I majored in youth ministry in college and I, I didn't know where that was going to go or what it was going to look like exactly, but I landed in a parachurch ministry after graduating. And at that time, that particular ministry was in a time of transition and, and there was a lot of opportunities for, for new things to happen. And so it was, you know, we did, we did some stuff the first couple of years I was there, but in the year 2000, I found out about an event that National Network was uh, sponsoring in Kansas City. And so I went out there just to check it out and it, it intrigued me. And, and I heard about this idea of, hey, let's bring youth ministries together. Let's bring youth pastors together, youth workers to see what we can do together in local communities. And I came back so excited. I'm like, this is what we need to do. This is the thing because, you know, our, our community had uh, youth pastors in all the different churches. And although we, our parachurch ministry had been around quite a while, we, you know, we, we didn't want it, We didn't want to create a spirit of competition. You know, we, we were like, let's, yes, let's bring these guys together and see what happens. And so, so the National Network really provided me with 20 years of ministry direction in mm. terms, you know, bringing youth workers together. And of course that, that network is, that was the first of many networks that we started in the Western Pennsylvania. And, and I actually was with NYM as a volunteer area coordinator for Western Pennsylvania for a long time. And, but just have always believed in the fact that we are, as you said, Wayne, we are better together than we are on our own. And one of the things that, that really helped me with or just shaped kind of my thinking about all that is a, a quote that I heard years and years ago, which was that, you know, when God looks at a city, he doesn't see many churches. When, mm -hmm. when God looks at a city, he sees one church in many congregations. And, you know, hearing that and, and finding out what National Network did, it was just like, yes, this this is the future of youth ministry. It's it's doing it together. It's it's yeah. seeing each other as teammates on the same team to reach a community for Christ. So that's, that's my story. 
<laughs> well, you you predate me a little bit because I was in college in 2000. So like, so I appreciate the NNYM's history and longevity. And I actually found out about NNYM in college around the same time. So I was kind of tipped off to the networking idea, but we were pretty, our, the denomination that we were a part of was pretty, pretty tight still. And yeah, it was harder to network with anybody outside of the denomination. So Steve, how about you, man? What were, what were some of the entry points for you to become connected with National Network Ease Ministries? Yeah, I think it goes way back. <laughs> Funny enough, even before you guys. So when I got in high school, my youth pastor was just very, very networked. Wow. And I just saw that as, I don't know if he was officially a part of the national network, you know, as, as a kid in the youth group, we didn't know those kind of things. We just knew that I knew Tim and I knew a lot of Tim's friends who were yeah. also youth pastors. And I, we got together with their youth groups on a regular basis. We saw each other at camp. We all went to the same events, all these different things. And he just modeled that, that youth ministry is not just one church. It is all the churches coming together and me naturally just like who I am is I want to be around people. And so I just totally, it made sense to me. I got into it. And so that's just the the model that I saw growing up within yeah. youth group myself. And then when, so I, I was a part of CU at the pole and everything, but I had no yeah. idea that it was a part of national network. I just knew, Hey, we pray at the school's flagpole, you know, once a year. And so it wasn't until. I went to Bible college when I first learned about the national network and I was my youth ministry professor, just really teaching us how we need to be networked. And as I did ministry where I went to college, it was really easy to be connected because I was in a Bible college town and so many yeah. people are connected naturally. And it was a great network to be a part of, even if it was, it was more organic. Yeah. And as soon as I went out to New England to do ministry, all of a sudden I was in a completely different world in the Midwest and I realized why networking was so important. And so that was when I had to actually make, be a little more proactive in creating a network, remembered in NYM and said, okay, I, I know this organization exists. I should probably use their resources to actually help me network with other people. And so that just kind of started this this whole snowball effect of the more and more I got connected with NYM, turned in from leading a couple local networks to helping as a state coordinator, as a volunteer, to doing that on at a different state. And then all of a sudden here I am uh, full time as a state right. coordinator. Now you're on staff. This is our this is yeah. our uh, the high point of networking right here for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So really I think yeah, it goes back to just having that modeled for me for a long time. Yeah. But then also the the direct personal effect that I know what it's like to be alone in ministry and mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be connected to other people. And I definitely want to be connected. That is, that's yeah. the only way to do it. Yeah. See, I, I love that story because what Wayne and I were just talking yesterday about how we often talk about networking for people in ministry, but one of the exciting things is that, you know, that impacts students in our ministries. And what a great example right there of, how being networked has a positive, powerful impact on a student, impacts their faith, how they see the church as a whole, and in, you know, impacting your future as someone in ministry. Man, that's what a cool story. <laughs> and, and I love the idea because 
anxiety and depression isn't just with our kids. You're looking at the Barna reports. You're looking at some of the burnout reports of pastors. And it's like, you have to have friends. You've got to get connected. But some, some colleges and some youth ministry professors or pastoral programs are not leaning into collaboration and seeing, you know, the churches in Galatia, it was only to the first Baptist churches in Galatia. We know those <laughs> things, you know, <laughs> not, not hating on the Baptist, but you know, but what we have is we have a culture that is in desperate need of connection. And I think that NNYM is a beautiful way to do it. I remember I was similar to Travis when you came into the area with a with a parachurch, I came into the area with Youth for Christ. And so networking was the first thing I wanted to do. So I wasn't a competition to the other youth workers. I just wanted to know what was going on. And and so my job was to build Bible clubs that were in the area who were student leaders in your the youth ministries that would want to help impact their school a little bit and work together for events like See You at the Pole. And that was really, it was a transformational part of my life was recognizing that other churches were out there. And I grew up in an area that was around a Bible college too. So there was a lot of synchronization around the Bible college stuff, but it was so different to move into an area where people didn't have something that they could rally around like a Bible college or radio station, some of those things. So I think it's really, really important to help people find a common ground to, to link arms over. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about, too, about like the idea of competition. And I think being a natural competitor, like really into sports and all that stuff. So that, that stuff comes so natural to me, but I always felt like just this gross feeling every time that a, a thought of competition came into my mind when it came to the church. And so like, you can have some healthy, fun competitions, you know, between each other, but, but the kind of competition that happens that just drives a wedge between churches should not be there. And, and so I think that's the, the best way to combat all of that is let's get together, let's network, let's actually be on the same team so that we don't have this idea of competition uh, at all. And and when we are helping students kind of see that, it kind of is something that they will, just like your story, Steve, they, they emulate because they see it in us. And so in your experience, especially growing up in a church, what were some of the high points that your youth pastor displayed that you said, wow, you know, was it the relationship? Was it the better events? Like, what were some of the things that you recognized that it wasn't competition in him? Yeah, I think it was just the, like the bigger picture. Like I was constantly able to see that it's, it's bigger than just my church. It's bigger than just my youth group. Like I knew that even if I didn't see these other students on a regular basis at school, and I knew that there were a lot of other Christians out there and were believing the same thing as, as me. And for me, like, that's what really got me connected to youth group in the beginning, because I grew up in a very small rural church with mostly elderly people and I didn't want to go to church. But as mm -hmm. soon as I realized that there was a church across town that actually had a youth group and I could go to church and be surrounded by my peers, man, now, now I'm going to give God more of a chance. And so to have that even more, I fell in love with camps and events and everything because it gave me this bigger picture of their overall kingdom. And so, yeah, we were able to do more stuff together and it was bigger stuff and, and all these different things. There's more energy in the room. But I think the biggest thing that I grabbed from it was that, that bigger picture of the overall kingdom that like, man, this is, this is so much bigger than what I see on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah. And. 
Travis, that's one of the things where you have leveraged networking to that next level with nine month missions trip, and you're able to help rally students in schools together. How did you stumble into that space? Was that something that your organization did, or was that something that you just were inspired to to launch yourself? Well, so you know, one of the one of the things that youth pastors in a community have in common is that their students go to school together. I'm not not totally, not completely, but but you know, they obviously you have homeschool and private school and different schools, but they have, but you know, in in like the town where I live, our kids, all of the students here, go to three different high schools. So, so doing something that impacts those three schools benefits all of our youth ministries in, in, in a tremendous way. So, I mean, the, the nine month mission trip thing kind of, it kind of goes back to my, my own story in high school. I, I felt called to be a missionary to my high school and, and started a Bible club. And so when I, when I graduated college, that was one of the things we started doing was helping students uh, like you do when you start club, Bible clubs in their schools. But we worked with youth pastors a lot on that because because they had students in school together. And, you know, it's like my denomination, we have we have youth retreats and it's great for those kids to come together and see all of the other students in our denomination in one place. That's awesome. But what's what's another thing that's really helpful is for them to see there's other believers in my school like that, that I can see on a daily basis. There are other believers there that that I can connect with and I can be encouraged. And so, so anyway, so we, we started helping youth pastors to uh, provide training for students to show their faith, to provide training, to start clubs. And I, I don't really remember when, but we just started using that phrase, nine month mission trip. Uh, you know, a new school year is coming. It's going to be a nine month mission trip. And one year, I think it was in 2011 or 12, a friend of mine designed a logo for that. And you know, there's just, there's something powerful about visual visuals, right? About imagery. When he designed that logo, it was almost like, oh, this is something we need to do something with this. <laughs> and so we started the website and, and which I think that launched in, in 2012. And so really we just want to help students to realize that, you know, there's their time at school is not just random. And, you know, I don't even know why I'm here. It's purposeful. There's, there is. And there's an educational purpose, of course, but there's a spiritual purpose too. God has them there for a purpose and a reason. But when a group of youth pastors in a town get a hold of that idea, hey, this, you know, impacting this school, equipping our students to impact the school together, I mean, that's a whole other level of effectiveness that, you know, you just can't achieve on your own. And so it's just been exciting to see that play out over the years. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but if like the idea of praying for a school is, it's almost foreign until somebody's an evangelist for it, you know, like, or your youth pastor says, Hey, why don't we pray for our schools? And it's like, yeah, okay. But like even national day of prayer, getting together and praying together, like it should be something that we do on a regular basis other than just before food at the restaurant. But I think, you know, those are, I was drawn to see you at the poll just because I was like, wow, I complain about school. I probably should pray for it. And I went to a Christian school, right? Like that was, <laughs> that was a, a space where I didn't re recognize, oh man, I guess we could come together and start praying for our school. And those are, those are some things that are really powerful, but they have so much more power when there's a collaboration around it. You know, when it isn't just one denomination, one church. And just like what you said, Travis, like 
the idea of your denominations getting together, that's phenomenal. But when those yeah. kids go back into their school and they see people that they went on the retreat with that are from another church, man, the power that is in that space and, and the catalyst that that can have, uh, you don't have to break down the walls. They already have natural relationships already built. It sounds like that was your experience, Steve, right? Where, where you were seeing people that you went to school with at these different things and uh, yep. how powerful that was, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was so cool because, because I knew we, I knew we had differing, you know, theologies or whatever, but that didn't matter. Like we were, we were all about Jesus. We were all about reaching our, our school and, and bring more teens or teenagers to Jesus. And so, yeah, like for the most part at that time, I mean, it's, it's a little bit different in a world now, like some teenagers do get into the theology discussions and arguments and stuff like that around that. But for, for me, it was like, I don't care like <laughs> what, how, how we, we differ on all these other things. Like as long as we can see eye to eye on Jesus, that's all we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And when I started working with National Network of Youth Ministries, it became a space where I was connecting youth pastors, just trying to encourage them. I was working on staff with Youth for Christ and my boss actually was like, hey, you're doing this equipping and training stuff. So why don't you go ahead and, and see if you could start working with the National Network of Youth Ministries that really fits what you do. You like to connect people. And I tell people all the time, I am not the cool person. I just know a lot of really cool people, right? <laughs> and so even though, even though it was a shift, like I already had, I was working at a youth ministry and I was raising my own support. I was working for a nonprofit and went and worked with a church for about a year and a half and realized that my call wasn't to adults. And, and I remember having a conversation with one of my supervisors just saying, Hey, I think I want to go back to national network of youth ministries, even though I have to raise my own support, even though I don't know how I'm going to pay for health insurance, even though I have no idea if I have a retirement account, that is what I'm called to, because the body of Christ needs connection. And that year working with the church, I saw that there are people who are called into that space. But that call isn't necessarily an easy spot. And as somebody on staff, you know, helping other people come on staff, that's a really big decision to move away from a youth ministry and come on staff with NNYM. And so for you guys, what was some of the major catalysts for you? What were some of the stories? Because I think sometimes telling the story of that tipping point, that holy moment where you go, yep, this is where I'm called to is, is really helpful and inspiring for other people. So. Steve or Travis, what was the tipping point for you to start coming on staff and working with National Network Youth Ministries? I think mine was probably, I mean, it, it was a, it was a growing thing for sure. You know, it was, it was gradual that like more and more I got involved, more and more I enjoyed it. But I'd say probably one of the big tipping points was, was COVID <laughs> of all yeah. times when, when all of a sudden the, the church ministry slowed down. And I wasn't able to be with students and be with families all the time. And I was forced to do this a lot, <laughs> like to yeah. stare at my computer screen and be on Zoom. And all of a sudden, I was able to now connect with more and more youth workers who were also going through struggles of like, how do I do ministry in a pandemic? And not that I was an expert because I was trying to figure it out as well. Yeah. But, but I was able to start having more and more conversations with them, both within our state and around the country. 
And there was one day that I walked out of my my home office and and my wife looked at me and she's like, you look like I on, I used to only see that look on your face when you came home from youth group. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that I just got to pour into and have good discussions and help other youth leaders for like a, a few hours that day, that was filling me up. And I realized that it was it was something that God had. Like he'd been growing that passion within me for a while, but that was a that was a big tipping point. And then here recently, I guess soon before I made the decision to move over to NNYM full time. I mean, I struggled with the whole you know fundraising thing. That's a it's a big hurdle for sure. But but when I realized, man, that's it's I have this passion for teenagers, but I also have this passion for uniting the church and for helping other youth leaders. And I really think this next stage of my life needs to be centered on that. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't, I can't balance that anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have to make yeah. that shift. And, and once I did that, man, it's been really awesome. Yeah. How about you, Travis? What were some of the tipping points for you to go, Hey, I want to, I want to actually work with national network of youth ministries, not volunteer with them, actually, actually try <laughs> to make this a paycheck thing. Well, I, so yeah, COVID played into my story as well, because so I was working with this parachurch ministry, but I was also part-time as a youth pastor at my church. And I did, did that for about 10 years. And so in 2019, I had a new middle school guy and he went to our national youth conference with me. And I'm like, this guy is really good. He's really good at ministry. He clearly has a call of God on his life. And even though I'd been at the church 10 years, I, I you know, for a long time, I just felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. All of a sudden, you know, I just, I see this, this younger guy, you know, just growing and, and he had come to Christ later in life. And so everything was new to him, just everything. And he was just, I told him the youth specialties to the, to their convention, the last one that they did. And he was like, whoa, this is awesome. And so I'm just seeing this young guy getting excited about youth ministry. I'm seeing him being effective in ministry. And at the same time, you know, I'm, you know, Doug Clark from National Network contacted me and, you know, hey, we have this this opening and would you pray about it? And just kind of these things, I just, for the first time in my life, I'm like, you know what? I feel God releasing me and freeing me to to leave this one thing and go do mm-hmm. the other. And I'd always, I'd always believed in in the power of networking the and just seeing youth pastors do such cool things together. And I love that feeling of connecting people, you know, when you can introduce someone to someone else that, hey, you need to know this person and they get together and they do something amazing. I just, I love that. And so, so in August of 2020 is when I, that was my first month on staff and, you know, the support raising was, as you said, Steve, it was a hurdle, but you know, the, the training that I got coming into this was transformative. It, I mean, I've done support raising for decades and realized I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> or at least not the, I, I could be doing it way better. And so the, the, the training was, was phenomenal. It was so helpful. And I am just like, okay, God, I, this is it. And it, it was funny because I think it was right, right around that time, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse came out. And uh, there's this one part of the movie where, you know, Miles Morales is, he's holding Peter Parker by the hand and, 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 and he, you know, he's going to let him go. And he's like, oh, it's a leap of faith. And, and that, that, I know it sounds kind of corny, but it was just kind of like, you know what? I need to take a step of faith here. Am I going to follow God into this yeah. or not? Cause I, I could stay safe. I could just keep doing what I'm doing or I could take a jump 
and see what happens, see what God does. And of course, you know, it's been incredible. It's been incredible to, to be part of this, this amazing team. And you jump into support raising and, and you feel like, like the ground has been taken out from under you in a way, right? Cause there's not the, the guarantee of a paycheck, but, but there's no job in the world that you're guaranteed to keep and have a paycheck, right? I mean, you can lose any job you ever, you ever get. You can lose any paycheck you ever have. So I took the jump and found that, you know, God is the one who, you know, who's holding us up, right? He's the one that yeah. holds us up and provides and <laughs> well, and for those who are listening, who are like, I don't even know what support racing is like. It's like chasing every single student down who's supposed to pay for camp, who hasn't paid for <laughs> camp so that you can actually get a paycheck. That's what support racing is like. <laughs> <laughs> and some of those people have been this, the exact same people that I chased down for checks. It's your parents or kids. So. <laughs> so you've got practice with it. You've got practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Support raising is one of those things where it is so daunting, but you know, there's, there's some jobs that, you know, you're called to do and you you'll do the side hustle on the side. Like some, some of you that are listening to the podcast right now, you're doing this in youth ministry anyway, right? You're to be a youth pastor. You have to work full-time at a grocery store. You have got to work full-time someplace to, in order to get health insurance. And, you know, when you know, you're called to something, it's, it it is a leap of faith though it is something that you you don't necessarily know where the bottom of the pool is but you're going to jump in and so <laughs> yeah. well guys uh you are both incredible <laughs> leaders you're both incredible team builders and so we're we're thankful that God brought you to NNYM and if there's one thing that you could tell somebody that is not connected to a network right now what would what would one piece of advice be to them as they're listening through maybe they just glanced off of this podcast and they're like, Hey, I know Steve, I know, I, I know that they know a lot of people, but they don't get the networking thing. What would one piece of advice be that you would have for those people who are listening? I, I was with the Groovy Youth Pastors last week and we were at a pizza place planning an event together and we had so much fun. It, it was just, we, I mean, we laughed our heads off. It was, I mean, we barely got any work done. We were, we were laughing <laughs> so hard. I would just say, if you are not networking, you are missing out on a lot of fun. Yeah. You're missing out on some incredible friendships. You're missing out on some fun experiences and opportunities that you just can't get any other way. And these, these guys, they are, I mean, they're like brothers I didn't know I had, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. And so I would just say, don't miss out on this amazing thing that God can give you. Yeah, that's good. Some of my best friends are other youth leaders. In fact, most of my best friends are other youth leaders because we just get each other and it's mm -hmm. so much fun to get together. I'd say on top of that, I'd say that don't believe the lie that you can do it on your own because you can't. First of all, we why, need God. Why would of you course. want to? <laughs> right, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> it's so much more fun to do it with, with friends, but, but man, we can do so much more together. And if we really do want to reach the teenagers, all the teenagers in our communities, we've got to partner together. There is no, there's no way that, that each of us individually can do that on our own, but man, what can God do when his people really do collaborate and cooperate together? I mean, I'm reading through acts right now and just, mm. man, it's so amazing to see what God does through the church when they actually are unified and, and mm. united together with one purpose. And that's what we can be a part of. We can actually be a part of making that happen 
here in our time now. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much, guys, for being a part of National Network of Youth Ministries, both as just interested people, as volunteers, and now as staff. And hopefully this time together is inspired and, and helped people understand you know, our staff a little bit better, but also understand your story. And if you want to go ahead and support them, even youth pastors can support NNYM staff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here for this CrossPod episode of Student Ministry Connection. If you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. And also be sure to check out the free refills podcast as well. Next month, we are celebrating eight years of this podcast. And while I love doing this on my own, we are still here because you keep showing up and you keep sharing it with others. So thank you so much for that. If you would like to support my ministry with National Network of Youth Ministries, please follow the link in the show notes where you can sign up for our prayer partnership team and also our financial partnership team. I also want to extend a huge thanks to those who have already partnered with me. I appreciate it so much. And if you're interested in joining my team, please follow the link in the show notes or reach out to me. I would love to talk to you more about how you can partner with this ministry. And before we go, I also want to thank G Shades for sponsoring this episode. Check out their website at gshades.org and use the promo code CONNECTION to save $20 off your order. And while you're over there, be sure to check out their blog and also the book from G Shades founder, Mike Haynes. Also, another reminder that if you want to join me at the Orange Conference 2024 and save 10% off your tickets, just use the promo code OC24NNYM10. That's OC24NNYM10, and you'll save 10% off your Orange Conference tickets. I'm really excited about the things that we're going to discuss on the podcast this year, like discipleship, coaching, AI, graduation, and so much more. And on this next episode, we're bringing back Dan Navarra to talk about some very interesting results from his Youth Pastor Compensation Report, which is an amazing annual resource. If you've ever had any questions about compensation, getting a raise, or anything to do with money, you do not want to miss this episode. So make sure you're subscribed and you're also sharing this with others in student ministry. And until next time, be sure to stay connected and may God bless your ministry.